Let's go to the quarterback uh, who was actually here in Las Vegas last week, uh, wrapping up uh, his final episode of the NFL Monday quarterback on CBS. He was hanging around the fountains there, and of course, he got some, uh, himself uh, some, some very good chicken, which I had last night, by the way. I was, I was a week late because I couldn't meet him here last week because I was uh, coming back from Sacktown. But the one and only Steve Berline, he joins us now as we recap Super Bowl 58. What is going on, QB? Hey, hey, what's happening, man? Man, it's good. Hey, I just, uh, I'm feeling good, man. I got, I got my, I got my chicken. Uh, took another yeah. one of my former NFL buddies there last night for the very first time. And just like you, another satisfied customer. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just inviting everybody to, to try our chicken, well, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure. Blue Ribbon appreciates you oh, yes. uh, spread, spreading the word like this. And I know I know how they take care of you. Johnny over there and the other, the gang, mm-hmm. they do a great job. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the word needs to continue to get out, though, for mm-hmm. sure, because it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty unique, pretty cool. So, so now did you do that on uh, a, a Sunday or was that on the Monday for you to, to, to wrap up uh, your trip? And, and did you go with just the one bucket of wings or did you indulge in two? Well, I, what I did, I, as soon as we finished the show at Bellagio, mm-hmm. uh, you know how close it is right there. Yeah. I just walked right over. I said, I'm, I'm feeling like some chicken right now. <laughs> and uh, that was Monday afternoon. Uh, probably the show went from three to five uh, Vegas time. So I was over there by 5.30. Beautiful. Uh, made some new friends. I was over there by myself, but wow. I, I, I couldn't care less. I was there. Well, you could you could take any of your uh, your NFL quarterback buddies. What's the deal with that? You know, they all had to go back to the hotel and get you know get primped up and uh. get changed and get. I'm like, hey, it's right here. Let's just head over right now. Uh, but you know, some of these guys. Uh, I'm joking, obviously. You know, taking a shot at yeah. Trent Green and Matt Ryan. They were on the show with me, uh, Boomer Esiason, who. As you know, uh, uh, loves taking every opportunity to talk that he possibly can. He booked as much stuff into his schedule as he possibly could. So he did not have any spare time at all. But, um, you know, they, 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 I don't think they, it's, it's one of those things where until you take that first bite, yeah. you don't really know. You know. Someone just says, oh, yeah, it's great pizza or it's great, right. you know, whatever. Yeah, this chicken is unbelievable. Okay, yeah, whatever. I've had good chicken before. Um, so until you get them over there to have that first bite, they don't really appreciate. It. So uh, I was totally fine just heading over there by myself. I made a bunch of friends, and I sold uh, a, a, another a couple that was sitting at the bar right next to me. Uh, I even gave them my last piece of my last of my only bucket. I said, "I'm telling you." You got to try this chicken, and they I, they couldn't believe that I actually offered it to them. That was I it. said, it, it, "Here you go, try it," and it, it immediately they ordered a bucket for themselves. So, um, you know, I, I got I have absolutely no problem going over there and enjoying myself uh, by myself or with friends. I'm I'm not I have no I have no. No problems going over there by myself. And, and I do that a lot. I do that a lot myself. And when I get done, well, especially you, on the you'd Friday. You'd probably go, 
Yeah. You probably go most places by yourself, though. Uh, yeah, but, you know, 50, 50, I know that was, a, that was a shot at me. But, then, you know, then again, you know, I mean, certain people, Steve, as you know, they, they can't hang with this lifestyle. You know, they can't, they can't yeah. hang going out all the time, you know. But uh, you're, you're right. Yeah, but no, you're, you're... I took one of my good friends, and it was probably before your time. You may not uh, you know, uh, know him, remember him, but former 49er, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and U.S. Olympian uh, James Owens, uh, Sacramento Sports Hall of Famer. He, w- he was in town, and he's been hearing me talk about the, uh, the chicken at Blue Ribbon, so he got to experience it last night, and he cracked me up because I thought that you, know, you attacked that chicken you know, in, in grand fashion. You know, he took it down to the bone. He took every piece down to the bone and we ordered, we ordered two, two buckets. So I got like my yeah. own and his own and I did what you did. I gave him my last piece. So he had six plus one and those, that, that chicken was destroyed because I mean, they, he, down to the leg, down to the wing, down to the bone, there was nothing left. He loved it. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, uh, when he realized that he was done, but that the first time he experienced, he probably was very sad. He was like, <laughs> I mean, I know I was. I was like, "That's it. I got no more. That's it. We're out." <laughs> it, That's awesome. It's, uh, it's that good. It's that good. All right. This so, segment brought anyway. to you by Steve Berline. There you go. Yeah. Uh, on, yeah. For Blue Ribbon Chicken of the Cosmo Paul. That's it. I'm, I'm sending them this. That's it. They they got to give us an endorsement deal. That's it. That's no it. doubt. They have to. That's have it. To. That's it. All right, man. So, how was uh, the the rest of your your Vegas trip? I know it was it was it was, it was kind of quick. Did you uh, get caught in any of the madness? And let me throw this at you: You've been to a lot of Super Bowls, whether it's player or as a broadcaster or just you know post player career, you know parties, whatever it is. How did you feel the Vegas experience was? I know you weren't here for game day, but just you know leading up to it compared to the other sites you've been. Well, you know, uh, first off, everybody knew it was going to be a fantastic venue. I mean, uh, any anybody that knows anything about Vegas and Super Bowls and the NFL, they, they knew it was going to be an incredible marriage. And I don't think it disappointed from what I heard. I I actually did come back. Uh, I had a, a dinner that came up, a business dinner that came up Thursday night, followed by a golf outing at Paiute on Friday morning. So I did come out, but it was literally, it wasn't even, I wasn't even there 24 hours, but you could really feel the buzz picking up uh, Thursday night. And then as I was getting out of town uh, after the golf on Friday, I was happy to be getting out because I did not want to get caught up in um, all of that, you know, chaos that was to ensue, I'm sure. But but I have zero doubt, and the people that I've talked to that were there uh, said it was just absolutely spectacular. So um, Vegas will be hosting many, many more. I'm sure they'll be in the regular rotation, you know, from now until uh, the end of time. No doubt. Steve Berline joins us, the quarterback, NFL Monday quarterback on CBS Sports Network. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, I want you to grade the quarterback performance. Now, obviously, you know, Patrick Mahomes won another Super Bowl. Number three for him. He's in some pretty elite company when you think of what he has done. All right. But we, and uh, let me throw this at you. This is an interesting stat here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, three championships, two MVPs in seven seasons. He is now in the company with Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Guy Lafleur, 
Stan Musial, Mickey Mantle, and Joe DiMaggio. How's that for a resume? You know, I recognize a few of those names. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, he, he, you know, it just continues to validate him. Not that he needed it uh, at all, uh, because if his career were to end with no more Super Bowls, uh, he'd still be regarded as, you know, one of, um, you know, one of the greatest of his time, probably the greatest of, of this generation. Um, and we all know there's still more to come. So, um, you know, barring, you know, some unforeseen setback or a decision to cut his career short, there's going to be a lot more of these conversations to be had. And, uh, um, you know, you just can't say enough about him. I really thought that the 49ers did a great job containing him in that first half. Uh, every time he tried to extend plays and get out of the pocket, they did a really good job. Bosa and Chase Young and the rest of those, you know, Fred Warner, the rest of those 49er defensive players, they were there to minimize either, either get him for a loss or, or minimize the game to a very short two or three yards. And uh, they were doing a good job of plastering up with people down the field. There was no place for Mahomes to go, but, you know, shoot, lo and behold, uh, he came out and put on that cape in the second half and uh, started doing what he does best when he had to do it. And those last few drives were just nothing short of, of spectacular and, you recall, I did say going into the game, I thought it was going to be a great game. I think the uh, the difference is going to be Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game making the plays that, that he makes. I thought that was going to be the difference. And um, I think a lot of people probably felt that way. It's not just me. But um, once again, uh, he, he did prove that theory. And uh, you can't say anything, but wow. I mean, he just continues to do it. Give me your assessment of Brock Purdy's performance. You know, I thought Brock played very well for for his uh, experience and um, for the expectations. Um, you know, I don't think he cost him that game at all. I think he uh, he played really well, um, especially for the first half. In the second half, whether it was the the, the play calling by Kyle Shanahan or lack of execution on the field, you know, they kind of got away from. Uh, what they were doing in the first half, really, first half, really involving Christian McCaffrey, you know, pounding the run up in there, throwing the play action, um, trying to keep, um, you know, Kansas City on their toes and uh, on their heels, I guess, more would be better. But um, it just it didn't look the same for the first part of the second half. When they got back to feeding McCaffrey there late in the game on that uh, – you know, the, the overtime drive especially, uh, you could see you know, Kansas City really having trouble. They, they, they were able to get into their second-half game plan. I really, I, we don't have time to really break it down, but, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, if you study him, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, every game, uh, the second half of this season and through the playoffs, he had a whole separate package set up, whether it was a package or whether it was adjustments made for the second half of the game. He came out in each of those games, um, the second half of the season and the second half of each game, and just absolutely dominated. He had a, a blitz package. 
that the other team was not able to handle. He had, uh, you know, just a, a, a tremendous feel for when to bring the pressure, when to sit back, uh, how to be in the right coverage at the right time. And I don't think anybody scored more than uh, six or seven points in the second half of the games throughout the whole second half of the season and through the playoffs against them. So you got to give him credit. You know, Chris Jones, the defensive tackle up front, made big plays at big times. A lot of it doesn't show up in the stats. You know, getting in Brock Purdy's face on that, that pass that Debo Samuel was open for a touchdown. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Chris Jones, that would have been a touchdown. Um, so you got to give a lot of credit to the Chiefs defensively for how they played in the second half. Um, I think Brock Purdy should be proud of how he played. I don't think he missed a lot of opportunities. Um, I just don't think that there were a lot of opportunities uh, down the stretch in that game. So, um, you know, I think he, he should be very proud. The Niners very easily could have won that game if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes. All right, so I want to ask you this question here now. I want you to think about this all right, before you answer it because it's going to sound like a, a very basic generic question here, but did the Kansas City Chiefs win this game or did the 49ers lose this game? You know, I, I see where you're going with this. I, I, I think that I think that you have to give the Chiefs credit. They won the game. I mean, sure. they did block that extra point. You can blame it on the kicker. You can do all kinds of, but the bottom line is that they did make it happen. And who knows whether that would have made a huge difference anyway. I mean, sure, the, the Chiefs only needed to score a field goal to tie it and send it to overtime. But do you think that Patrick Mahomes, if he had to score a touchdown, in that situation would have been phased? I mean, I'd like to see it. Just, I'd like to see fourth down it from the eight-yard line or whatever. I'd like to I'm see with that. It. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Who knows if they would have been in that situation or not, uh, given the, 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 the stress of the game and given – what was needed at the time, you know, Andy Reid knew a field goal was going to tie the game. Why risk something bad happening? Um, you know, he had the luxury of being able to sit back and not, not force the issue. Um, if they had to score a touchdown, they were down four. Um, he would have had no choice. So he, he might've been more aggressive earlier in that drive. Uh, who knows? There's no, we'll never know. But all I do know is that Patrick Mahomes, seems to always step up when he has to, and uh, he did it again. So I'm not going to say the Niners blew it. You know, I, I would like. To, I think Kyle Shanahan would have done a few things differently in the second half, and that's that's who I feel worst about because Kyle's a good friend, and, and his dad Mike, as you know, is one of my best friends. And um, you know, to have that game go like it did in the second half, where it seemed like he got a little bit conservative, or maybe. Spagnuolo got uh, a little bit out in front of him as far as, you know, the game planning in the second half. And then, you know, when they had the chance to make the choice uh, in overtime, whether to get the ball first or second, I think most coaches, knowing the, the playoff and Super Bowl overtime rules, would definitely like to go second because then you, you, you know what you have to do. And um, um, I think that backfired on them because – you settle for the field goal, and you force the uh, uh, you know the Chiefs to to have to go for a couple of those fourth down situations, and 
they, of course, converted, and, and uh, the rest is history. So I asked uh, your former teammate, uh, you know, Jay Schrader had both of you guys on last week when we were at Radio Row. I asked him this yesterday. I'm going to pose the same question to you. Do you factor in, if you're Kyle Shanahan, that you've got a youngster in Brock Purdy who's never been in this type of situation before, only basically in his second year, and that if you give Patrick Mahomes that ball that he's more likely going to go down and score, now you're putting pressure on this young quarterback that maybe that that moment is too big for him. Because remember, too, let's factor in the defense just got off the field after 11 plays, and now you're going to put them back on the field again. And then the drive before that that they were on the field for 13 plays, you factor any of that into maybe, okay, this is why Shanahan was going to say, okay, I'd, I'd rather have Brock Purdy in this predicament because it's less pressure. Just go down, get the touchdown. Let's put pressure on Kansas City because if Kansas City goes all the way down, then who knows? Maybe Purdy folds. Well, there's no way to measure that. I mean, uh, uh, you know, your quarterback is your quarterback. And, and uh, you know, if uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to make a lot of coaches look pretty good. And so are guys like Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. And, you know, those guys uh, have have proven themselves to be able to step up in those moments. Brock Purdy, we don't know. But the bottom line is that, um, you know, you, you game plan for what you do have and what you, what, what your talent is on the field across the board. And the great offensive coaches play to the strengths of what they have to work with. Uh, that, you know, that, that's why Kyle Shanahan is, is so highly regarded. The ways that he finds to get the ball to Debo Samuel, the way that he gets Christian McCaffrey involved in a run game and the pass game, George Kittle. You know, you talk about Ayuk and Jennings and, you know, creating those matchups. Uh, it seemed to me, and I think to a lot of people watching, that the second half, with that lead going into the second half, he got a little bit more conservative. And that's the only knock that I would ever make on, on Kyle Shanahan, that, that maybe he got a little bit defensive uh, as opposed to coming out in the second half saying, hey, this is the Super Bowl. We're going to let it all hang out. We're going to go after these guys and and try to put them away because you know in a close game toward the end of the game, if Mahomes has the ball, you're probably going to regret, uh, you know, that you didn't have a few more points on the board. So, um, you know, I, I, it goes into his thinking probably psychologically. If you got into his mind, yeah, probably that he had Brock Purdy and he was inexperienced. But, um, you know, all coaches have to go with the quarterback, obviously, that they have. And they make decisions based on that that skill set and and what they feel that quarterback can handle. Do you think there is a possibility that Kyle did not know what the overtime rules were, the new overtime rules? I, I'm not going to go there. I, yeah. I I you know I. I that's why I say. That's why I say, Pod. I'm not asking you to speak for him, but just as you're watching that, and then you hear what the 49er players were saying afterwards that they never yeah. went over that. It just it does beg the question, like, okay, maybe he didn't. You know, we don't know, and I'm sure he's not going to come out and say that. You know, but yeah. it just it just you you just wonder. You know, the, it, could that be a possibility? You know, I, I again, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to speculate one way or the other. Yeah. Um, you know, I know him well enough and and obviously uh he learned from one of the best and i'm sure they've they've always taken the approach of you've got to talk through every situation every scenario if we get a fourth 
uh, fourth and goal, you know, with a, a chance to, you know, tie it inside the two yard line uh, to tie it with a field goal or to win it with, uh, you know, going for what are we going to do? Uh, if it's a two point situation, what are we going to do in this situation in regulation? Are we going to play for overtime? We're going to play for the win. Um, you know, all those different scenarios are, are talked about throughout the course of the preparation. Um, you know, if you go into overtime, do we want the ball or do we not want the ball? I'm sure, I'm sure they had those conversations. And, um, you know, uh, maybe, it, you know, the, the, uh, the pros and cons of taking it or, or giving it away to, to the opposing team on that first possession, maybe they didn't get deep enough talking about that. I don't know. But I would be extremely surprised if it was not discussed in some some way, shape, or form, you know, going into that game. Right. All right, my man. Appreciate the time as always. Great job this season on NFL Monday quarterback, and great job here, of course. Appreciate you. Get back to Vegas, man, so we can uh, chill out and have some more chicken. All right, brother. Take it easy. Thank Thanks. you. There he is. Talk to you. Bye bye. Steve Berline, one of the best, breaking it down post. Super Bowl 58.